Happy Wednesday, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and today we're going to talk about 2023, the year of persecution and social credit. You know, guys, I've been telling you for the better half of 2022 to start getting your houses in order, to be planting good seeds. How many of you have been listening to me, or are you poo-pooing the message? Are you listening to what's being said? Are you helping your brethren? Are you encouraging them? Do you walk in the ways of the Lord? Do you show love unto others as he has shown unto you? Do you show mercy unto others as he has shown unto you? The number one command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was to love one another as he has loved us. I got to be honest, folks. At Christmas time, two people said Merry Christmas to me outside of my family. That is sad and pathetic as a body. Four people supported this ministry in the month of December. Four. Out of hundreds of listens. You're getting fed. You come for the messages. Yet you missed the scripture that says the farmer is worthy of his wages. What's wrong with that? Poo-poo it all you want. I see people reaching out on blogs, asking for prayer, and it's not happening. I see barely an ounce of acknowledgement to that person who made the prayer request. I see people reaching out, trying to be relatable, speaking the truth of Jesus Christ. Nobody wants to participate. I see favoritism. We are hanging separate, and the time is running out. Folks, I'm going to take the gloves off in this podcast. Turn it off if you want. Leave it on if you want. We are going into a time of extreme persecution. Okay? Let me tell you something. On Christmas Eve, well, actually leading up before Christmas Eve, number one, my heart goes out to those of you who are affected by that winter storm that came through. I've heard stories now of people being pulled from their cars in upstate New York who are frozen to death. And yet people were complaining more about their flights being canceled. Where are our priorities right now? Where's our hearts? Do we care about our brethren? Because if we're going to complain about the gift that we received that we didn't like, if we're going to complain about the flight that's canceled, what are you going to do when they shut you off because you're a Christian? What are you going to do? How much faith do you have to get through what's coming? Have you set your face like Flint in determination not to deny Jesus if it comes between life and death? Because if you won't even speak up for your brethren, if you don't even stand in the gap, if you don't know how to encourage, it makes me wonder. It really makes me wonder where the body is. Oh, don't accuse me, Ray. You're being accusatory. That's what Satan does. You know what? I'm really getting tired of the hamby-pamby, dilly-dallying around nonsense out there, okay? Save it. Go listen to someone who tickles your ears, because let me tell you something. That ain't going to bode well for you in what comes, if that's your attitude. Somebody got on my case about talking about 
praying to the saints. Well, I normally agree with everything you say, but I didn't like that you talked about that. You know nothing about the Catholic faith and you'd... Sister, let me tell you a thing or two. I grew up Catholic, all right? I practiced Catholicism until I was 20 years old. Do you know when I stopped going to Catholic Church? When the sex scandal started in the early 2000s, around 2001, 2002. Actually, it was about 2002 they were coming out into the mainstream. And granted, that was probably to try to destroy the church. However, what I've learned since studying the word on my own, which is what you should be doing, is that we are not supposed to pray to idols. Well, we don't pray to idols. We ask the saints to pray for us. Why are you asking someone who's dead to pray for you? You should be asking your brethren to pray for you. And you are supposed to be praying to our Father God in heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. He is your Savior, not the saints. I don't have time for comments like that. You wait all year long, don't say anything good, but the first thing you do is attack the one negative thing you don't like. Unfollow. Go to your Catholic church. Let them tickle your ears like a lot of these pastors are doing. You know, never talking about the sin, agreeing with apostasies, agreeing with abortion, agreeing with the very things that God is against and forbids in his word. You are being told ahead of time so that you do not misunderstand and won't cry over it later. It is to prepare you to understand the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, do you realize how misled the church is right now? Do you realize that they are misleading you like the Pied Piper off the cliff? What are you going to do when these persecutions arise, when they shut you off and you can't pay for things anymore? Are you going to pray to your idols then? Because if you're in the habit of doing that now and you think that there's nothing wrong with that, you need a heart check. And you need to be seeking the face of the Lord. We all need to be doing that. All right? There ain't time for games in this dilly-dallying business. The Lord specifically said back in April of 2022 to get off the worldly playground and draw near to him. And honestly, you know, I, I have to exercise extreme patience. Because I'm getting tired of holding this in, guys. I mean, I see all these things going on. I see superstitions. I see favoritism. I see, you know, people sitting on their holy high rollers like, oh, well, I'm better than this person. And I don't have to talk to them because they are not in faith where I am. And all this legalism. Stop it. Because we are supposed to be encouraging one another. And we're supposed to accept people who are lower in the faith than we are. Now, I don't say on here what I said to condemn, okay? You can look at it like a judgment. Have at it. My reward just increased in heaven. I'm trying to speak to you as to what you need to be doing. Words are not going to matter. And we're told by the Apostle Paul, we are not supposed to be fighting over words. None of that is going to matter in what comes, okay? All that's going to matter is where your faith is. What do you believe? We should be encouraging one another and helping one another where others are weak, not grandstanding and acting like, oh, well, we're, I'm better than you. And well, I don't have to help you. Somebody else will do it. That's the attitude right now. It's apathy. And quite frankly, it stinks. Okay. 
this is a very serious message because on Christmas Eve and up to, I was feeling sorry for everybody stuck in that storm, but I was noticing people complaining about things that don't matter. It's just like when the hurricane hit Florida, when's Disney going to open? Are you for real? That's the most important thing to you right now? There are people dying out there. There are people sitting alone, crying right now. Crying out to the Lord. Crying out because their brethren have forsaken them and thrown them under the bus. Shame on us. Shame on all of us for how we've acted. And we need to repent. The Lord knows what's in each person's heart. He knows the intentions. He knows what you're thinking when you listen to this. You can sit here and laugh and dismiss it all you want. It ain't going to change what comes, okay? Just because you put your head in the sand, it isn't going to change anything. We're in a lot of trouble, folks. So many are apostate right now. They have no idea they are on the path of destruction because they have been misled and they refuse to believe the truth. Everything, everything I've been witnessing this last year has been truth. Everything. Like it or not, I'm not here to tickle your ears. And my messages, for as long as I'm here, until things go dark, you're going to start getting stronger and stronger messages because that's what the Lord is putting on my heart. He's showing me these things. He's allowing me to see it. People are crying out and they are hurting, but there's others who don't care. They're sitting pretty in their comfy houses and they don't give a rat's patootie what happens to their brethren. How's that attitude going to do you when you are the one who needs help? What's that going to do for your faith when you're sitting by yourself? Because do you think that the Lord isn't going to be taking people out of this earth gradually? He is. Because he doesn't desire that they see what's coming. But we play this game with each other like, oh, it doesn't matter. This doesn't, we're already persecuting one another. We don't even see it. That's how blind we are. We're already persecuting one another. Well, you're you're judging. No, a judgment is a condemnation that that person cannot change. I'm pointing it out so you can change because these are the things the Lord speaks of repetitively in his word. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. Would you want to be treated that way? Because if you don't think to care about it, you'll be shown exactly what it's like. And I've talked about all this. I talked about all this in the Integrity Podcast. I've talked about it in the Testing Podcast. Everyone is being refined right now. And what the Lord is indicating is that rather than submitting to the refining, people are turning to the world and the comforts of the world. Many people are giving up because they're not encouraged. They're like, well, what the heck? You know, I'm trying to live my my life right and uh, my brethren don't stand with me. You know, I'm sorry, guys. You know what? No, I'm not sorry. This is what you need to hear. Because we're running out of time. And if you think that this is offensive, you're going to be really offended when an EMP goes off over this country, okay? Because this country, whether you know it or not, it is under judgment and it is going to be allowed. And Jesus said, before the wars, these things will happen, but before so, they will deliver you up. Secondly, he said there would be a great falling away and that the hearts of many would wax cold. That is happening right now. And we need to check ourselves big time. That's where we are. That's exactly where we are. And on Christmas Eve, going back to that, 
you know, I was preparing a Christmas uh, breakfast casserole, and I remember standing in the kitchen, and I started feeling uneasy, and I, I don't know where it was coming from. And I heard the Lord say, son, I want you to come sit alone with me. Because I was intending on spending the day with my family, but I went to go sit by myself and just be still. And I felt, it, it's hard, I had felt that I was hearing him even on that morning saying, they're coming. They're coming. Who's they? Ask yourself, who is they? They are coming for you. They are coming for his people. They are going to cause, in 2023, what their plans are. They are going to do one of two things. Number one, I believe they're going to unleash a disease. Or they're going to cause one. These evil powers that be, they're climate religion. They're already trying to claim that this storm is climate change. If you don't find that to be a coincidence, then I don't know what to do for you. How many people were sitting in the dark without heat? But then they're trying to go on and say, I was watching the Weather Channel. They're going on there saying, oh, uh, we need to eliminate more fossil fuels because we're warming the earth. And no, there was a sun flare, actually, and it cracked the Earth's magnetosphere. Magnetosphere, however you say it. They are getting ready to make their move. And anybody who denies it, that they're about their climate religion, their World Economic Forum, uh, Harari, whatever the heck his name is, and uh, Klaus Schlob. I call him Klaus Schlob, actually. I mean, they're so sloppy, they say it right out in the open. And the overall attitude is, oh, well, I'm going to sit here on my hands. Jesus is returning. No, you're going to go through the persecution. We all are, myself included. Set your face like flint now. Stop fooling around in the world. Get your head out of the sand and set your heart to endure what comes. Because when they launch an EMP on this nation, that's likely what will happen before the persecution and then the war. They will, it will be a lights-out scenario. Communication will be out. At that point, the faith that you have, that's going to be it. What you've done, the good seeds you planted, you're going to have to stand in it. And you'll be thinking about the things you wish you had done when you had the chance to do it. And you will remember that I told you not to put it off. This is why I've told you all year long, do not wait. Embrace what the Lord is showing you. If you are going through a dire circumstance right now, which a lot of people are, you need to be crying out to him. Saying, Lord, show me. Show me what is wrong in my heart. Show me what I need to get right. Show me what I can do to endure. Show me more faith. Give me more faith. If you need faith, you need to ask for it. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. What's another translation of that? Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us.
Let's look at another one. Ecclesiastes 7.16 says, Do not be overly righteous, and do not make yourself too wise. Why should you destroy yourself? In other words, don't think that you're better than you are. Be honest in the evaluation of your true faith that you have. Romans 11.20 says, They were broken off because of unbelief, but you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but be afraid. In other words, be afraid of the Lord. Do not fear what they're going to do. Because likely what they're going to do is plunge this country into darkness. Whether they do it or a foreign nation does it, I don't know how they're going to carry it out. That doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is it's coming and this winter storm that you just saw, that's a preview of what's to come. And further, it's a preview that you're going to be left to die. You know, I just want to cover something as a side note. The World Economic Forum, the UN, they have put out guidelines to combat climate change. And one of the things they said was people would have to adjust by turning their thermostats down to like 55 to 58 degrees. Well, lo and behold, when this storm hit, what was the first thing they did? Electric companies and utility leaders were turning around and telling people back east, turn your thermostats down to 58 so that there's enough to go around. That, like I said months ago, that they were doing over in the UK with the high energy prices and all that is exactly what they're going to do. Charge you more and tell you to do with less. You will own nothing and be happy. That's exactly what they are in the process of implementing, and they are right on schedule. Their own documents lay it out. That is not a conspiracy. It's in their own words. They have stood up on stage and said it. Each person will be on their own when these things come. Each person. What you have, your faith in the Lord, is what you have in that moment. And you need to pull near to him. Stand on the faith you have so he'll give you more. You know, speaking of the storm, when all this took place, the Lord had given me a word. And this was on March 4th, 2021. And actually, I should repost this, and I think I'm going to. The Lord said, more trials are coming. Another storm comes soon upon my people. Many of them are unprepared. Many will cling to their lives, but lose them as they look upon the earth for answers. Think not of this storm in terms of the weather to which you have formerly known it. Though weather events are upon the earth as never seen before, not all of these storms have to do with the weather. My son, you must tell them that I desire they seek me in this storm, that I may lead them through it. Fear not what comes, only look on me and seek me continuously in these times, for you will see me move in ways you have not seen. I shall rescue those who abide in me from all of it, and those walking close to me shall be saved through all of these trials. For those who know not of me, if they will call on me and repent, I shall hearken their cries. That means he'll hear you. If they will turn to me, if they will seek me with their whole heart, they shall be led through unscathed. Now, I'm not going to lean into my own understanding as to what that means, but take it to prayer and face value of what the Lord is saying. Ask him what he wants you to do in your situation. But let's go over some verses. Acts chapter 2, verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Luke chapter 17, verse 33. 
Whoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. His peace, your focus on the Lord, and your faith is all that's going to matter. Because brothers and sisters, believers and unbelievers alike listening to this, what you do from here is going to depend on your fate and where your soul goes eternally. Verse 27, but the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? That man is Jesus Christ, and despite what other men do, only he can save. Psalm 34, verse 4 through 10, I sought the Lord. And he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them, that fear him, and delivereth them. If you fear him, and you are willing to live in his ways even to the point of death, you will be provided for. Verse 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. That means you will not be in lack. You might think, well, how am I going to take care of myself? How am I going to feed myself? It's not going to matter as long as you know that you have faith. And if you have even a mustard seed of faith, you'll be taken care of. Or he'll bring you home. You know, we're told not to store up our treasures here. So while everyone's concerned about Christmas gifts and everything else, none of that's going to matter soon. Verse 10, this is still Psalm 34. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Verse 15, and this is key. This is what I opened with, and this is why you heard me get so strong about this. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. I have talked before about the vine, and that you can be grafted out if you do not remain in him, if you do not put your faith into works and do as his word commands and be a doer of his word. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. That means repentant and pure. Contrite. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. This is why I tell you, do not fall in line with what the evil ones are doing. You should only be fearing the Lord right now. Don't be drawing in thinking that, oh, well, 
Things are falling apart. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do what's pleasing to my flesh. That is the wrong way to go. You should be denying yourself and picking up your cross every day. That leads me to verse 22 in Psalm 34. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. That means you will not be without. It's another scripture for he will not leave you. The Lord will not forsake you. You want to walk in his ways and you want to do what you know is right in your heart, what you've been taught. Jesus taught us the right way. And if you can't see the right way and think that you're standing stronger than you really are, and you're putting your hope in the world that some political person's going to come in and make everything okay, or you're, I don't know if some people think that Elon Musk is the next best thing since sliced bread, because that's, that's what I've noticed too, is another thing. A lot of believers are going around saying, well, oh, he's going to heal our nation. It's like, no, that's not going to happen. Well, we don't have to do anything. We just have to believe. You know, you are told that your faith without works is dead. You are saved by grace, but that doesn't mean you do nothing. And it doesn't mean you lean on that as a cop-out not to do anything. And this is where people struggle. They need to know the right way. How do you get the right way? You have to look it up in the Word, guys. You have to look it up in the Word. There's only going to be so long that I'm going to be here. Okay? Why? Because when things get dark, when power goes out, when internet goes down, I can't get the messages to you anymore. What you have is what you have. Folks, they're going to persecute Christians this year. They already signed in in this omnibus bill. They have nothing in there for the interest of you, fellow Americans. They have provisions in there for statues and the most ridiculous things. But one thing most people missed, they have a provision in there to isolate people in the next outbreak. Don't think that Something couldn't come to take the lights out in this country, and then they will not round people up. Because at that point, there will be no communications, ain't no one coming to save you except for Jesus, okay? And where you are is where you are. You need to be praying on him to lead you, to protect you, to provide for you. That is what's important. And you should be planting good seeds. I've been telling you all along. That is the bread and butter of being a Christian, guys. Look how merciful Jesus was to you. He gave his life for us. He's preparing mansions for us. He's going to award each of us for what we do or do not do. And we're going to have to give it an account for that. We need to get real. We need to get real in our faith. And we need to start coming together. And we need to believe on these things. Not be standing in disagreement with our arms crossed and the standoff attitude that, well, speak for yourself. It's like, no, if you think that you're not doing wrong, how deep your sin and dark your sin really is. We are to do all things as though we are doing them unto the Lord and for the Lord. That means if you are acting with the apathetic, I don't care attitude and somebody else can do it attitude, you're doing that to Jesus. You're doing it right to him, whether you know it or not. Does that get you angry? I hope it does. I hope it makes you think. Because I can't pad this forever, guys. The time comes where things get real. Have faith. Yes. But don't take it for granted. That what you don't do, you won't be put into a similar situation if you've heard these messages and then you choose not to act. Because you will remember that you were told. Take it or leave it, folks. Determine now who you serve and set your face like Flint. Because when they shut everything off or it goes off and they crash the economy and then bring it all back online and relaunch it, you aren't going to get online without 
a social credit system unless you take, because and the only way they're going to make that, they're going to release the mark. We're there, guys. It's here. They've already been trial of running this in China. I saw a video just a few days ago. Actually, it was the day after Christmas. Uh, a woman in Washington, D.C., she walks into Whole Foods. They're not even allowing people to pay with their cards anymore. Now, you have to scan a QR code. I've talked before about how in California, there were videos coming out. I think it was last year or the year before. It was right around the time the COVID lockdowns were. They were but that's, that's another thing that was convenient about COVID. They were installing all that stuff while we were all locked down. And they were getting the grid, the 5G and all that ready. Because they have to have instant monitoring. And that is the purpose really behind 5G. It is not increased speed. Okay? It is to monitor everything. As will Starlink. There's a reason. They're putting transhumanism into everything. There's a reason that they are wanting to track everyone and listen to everything. If we do still have a grid, dare I say, Christians are probably going to have to toss their cell phones out at some point. Pray that your flight not be in the winter. Flee to the mountains. You have to draw near to the Lord. He will draw near to you because he will be the only one who will walk you through the storm and give you the discernment as to where you need to go and what you need to do. I want to read one more word. And this was posted by Glenda yesterday on December 27th. And the name of it's called Decide Now. Many of my children believe... They can be invisible, not taking a stand in the time to come, and not taking the mark of my enemy. But your own counsel deceives you. In that time, each man will be required to choose one or the other. There is no neutral position, and I have been telling you that for months. You cannot stay on the vents and what comes. Decide now how you will answer, for no question is more important than this one. And then... Glenda referenced Matthew 10, verses 37 through 39. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. That means you're going to have to choose between following the Lord so he can lead you to safety versus even those in your own household. Because the Lord said a man's enemies will be right in his own household. Verse 38, and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. That's what I said earlier. You should be denying yourself and taking up your cross daily. Even if you don't do formal prayer, you should be talking to the Lord every single day and holding on to the faith that you already have. Verse 39, he that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. You can only find your life in the Lord, if you are willing to deny yourself, not turn to the world, don't turn to the bottle, don't be turning to the drugs, don't be turning to promiscuous sex and adultery and idolatry, or false ideologies, for that matter. The Lord is pleading for his people to live a life that is worthy of him. He wants to see himself in us. And this is why I opened this podcast with a very, very strong tone. Because we need to stop being so self-absorbed and start thinking in the ways of a Christian, the way Christ thought of us. He takes care of us, but we don't know how to take care of other people. He leads us, but we don't know how to encourage. We want encouragement from him, but we don't know how to encourage others. 
Don't you see the dilemma here, guys? You cannot let the enemy deceive you with pride or arrogance. And that is part of this message. Many of my children believe they can be invisible by not taking a stand in the time to come. But your own counsel deceives you. Folks, I'm going to be doing more research on what is coming. And part of what I've been looking at has been an observation of things that are coming. Now, obviously, the message today is not for everybody. But I know there's mockers and scoffers out there thinking they don't have to do anything. And if you think that you don't sin, how wrong and deep your sin is. You are on your way to a personal destruction. Repent. Draw near to the Lord, and he will draw near to you. And with that, brothers and sisters, that's all I have for you today. I may have something tomorrow. I may have something the next day. I may do a series on this. I don't know. It depends. I'll say what I'm feeling led to say. But the Lord gave me a word this morning that many are apostate and they are on their way to destruction because they do not see what they're doing wrong. Do not be deceived. Don't be arrogant and think you're better than the next person. We all are members of the same body, and we need to be in agreement and trying to encourage and help one another. We need to stop our rebellion and really start putting into practice our faith. If we say that we're believers, we need to start acting like it. That's the bottom line. Because if you don't know how to do that now, that ain't going to bode well for you. And if you turn to the world and what comes, that's not going to help you either. Is it scary what's coming? Yes, but we're all going to have to go through it, like it or not. You have to choose now. You have to choose now. And the Lord is waiting for you to make that choice. Do not deny Jesus. Do not deny eternal life. Because your decision is going to count very, very soon. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Stand strong in your faith, guys. And know that I am in prayer for all of you, even those who mock and scoff at this message, that the Lord leads you to the truth. Till next time, have a great week.